This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On this week's Patriot Nation podcast, we are talking some minicamp. We are discussing the Patriots ring ceremony. Number six, Patriots Ring Ceremony. Uh, and we'll also get into, since it's Revenge Week on SB Nation, we'll get into some interesting uh, kind of revenge games or revenge things that have happened for the Patriots. So it's going to be a heck of a show. Buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's is uh, is finished now uh the bruins are also one game away from being finished after that horrendous missed call oh man it's so frustrating dude it's because it's just like uh, the bruins played well last night they like they really did i mean it was pretty even i mean they might have got outplayed a little bit in the second i know we're talking hockey here but i gotta get my hockey minute and you know me mm-hmm. but um you know yeah it was just like oh they were in that game and then they, they were pushing they were coming they were coming and then that terrible call, and then the the headshot to Johansson. Uh, someone tweeted out today it was it was the identical hit that ended Mark Savard's career. They didn't even call it as a penalty, and the guy still just came out. He got a one game suspension. So, what a you know I, I hate I hate complaining about officiating like I really do, because I think you you know they, they're trying. I, I understand that, but like when you're in the Stanley Cup playoff in a game five. And you're going to control the game that much. It's just, it's pathetic. It really is. And I'm not trying to be like a sore loser here, but like, come on, man. Like, they, they, they all the spotlight they wanted was just all on them. I can't, oh, it was so frustrating. Well, I, you know, I mean, I think, look, clearly it was a terrible call. I don't think the, I don't think the Bruins necessarily deserve to win the game. Um, but with that being said, if that call, you know, now you're right about the hit to the head that didn't get called. And then another hit yep, to the head the- that also didn't get called. 
And then yep. it's like, that was, you know, that was from a buddy yeah. of mine, uh, Zach Sanford. So, <laughs> right. So see, there he comes. So it's like, you know, and then, and then even on the crazy play where crazy made that ridiculous save, you know, McAvoy's getting held in the corner and it's like, he's wrestling to try to get his arm loose and he's getting held and they're still not calling it. And then the trip on Achari and he's just like, man, and now people are trying to come out today and saying like, he flopped. Like, like what do we got a concussion? He had a concussion. It's, it's Insane. And so that's that's one of the one of those things where you just I just don't I don't understand how you can watch that and think it's not a penalty. The refs clearly missed it. It was a blatantly missed call. But I think I think it was uh, Dan Roach that said, you know, didn't lose the game for the Bruins. But if that play doesn't happen, maybe they score and make it one one, and they have an, at least an opportunity to win the game. They went up two zero, and the game was over. You know, unfortunately, and I know the Bruins scored with like four and a half minutes left, but realistically, they weren't going to come back from two goals down and they didn't. And it was just, you know, it's one of those things, man, where, you know, we'll see, we'll see if it turns the tide because I think after game three, but Ruby got out there, he started saying some things, he started complaining and, and talking about the officiating and stuff. And all of a sudden it swung back in their favor. So now it's like, well, when you have a blatant missed call like that, are you going to kind of bring it back a little the other way? And so are the Bruins going to get some calls? you know, on Sunday night. And if that's the case, you know, is that going to help them win, uh, you know, win game six? I think if they win game six, they win the championship. So that's me personally. I think if they win yeah, game six, win. so I think, you know, real, real quick, just before we get into it, I'll, and I'll, I'll segue us into the past, but I just, you know, like it sucks because they were, you know, it, it, that was one of the worst hockey calls I've, I played in, you know, all the way to college. You guys know that and watched it for years. Like it's, the, it's my sport. And, like I have never seen a call like that that was that bad that had that much impact on a game. I'm serious. Like they were what it was one nothing. The Bruins were coming, 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 and then the best part was Bozak turned around and looked at the ref right after and threw his hands up because he knew he was gonna get a call. Yeah. And everybody after kind of slowed up, stopped playing, and then the next thing you know it's the back of the net. That's just a deflator for a team. You don't come back from that. Credit to the Bruins for coming back and even coming back and showing some life. That's why you know, I'm not fully calling him out, but I just think that atmosphere Sunday night's going to be too much. It's going to be a different beast for him. But, you know, let's get into some positive stuff. Start it out right away. Patriots bring the sixth ring home, Pat. I know we might have wanted to talk about that later, but they just get bigger and bigger every single year, and they get nicer and nicer. Tom Brady, the picture of that with his hands like oh, that, gosh. that's iconic, dude. That's like Michael Jordan type shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my favorite one. My favorite one is him and uh, and Belichick, where Belichick's got the they're both making fists, and Belichick's got the double fist facing towards it, and and Brady's got the double fist up like he's ready to throw a punch. He's got the look on his face, dude. It like, I mean, oh my god, yo, and it, it's just, it, I mean, it absolutely gorgeous. And they said like the carrots on it is like nine and a half carrots or something ridiculous like that, um, you know. I think it said, what did it say? Like uh, 100, 400 something diamonds, like overall, like in total. Um, yeah, 416 diamonds. The last one had diamonds. 283, ironically, no pun intended. I know. Probably. Is what, <laughs> so that one's like much bigger, much more diamonds. So that, that ring must have been nice. I mean, it's great, dude. 416 round diamonds and six Marquise cut diamonds totaling 8.25 carats. And 20 round blue sapphires totaling 1.6 carats with a total gem weight of 9.85 carats. I mean, that is just foolish. And so it's just like, you know, 
you just look at it and, and it's just amazing. And they get, and like you said, they get bigger and bigger and to the point where Brady wears Brady, you know, big Brady's hands are, I mean, he can't even fit five on his hand. He, he's, got, he's got to wear only three and it's just, I mean, man, it's uh it's awesome. And you get the still here on it and uh, you know, the, the lighthouse and everything and the score. And then, you know, the, we are all Patriots. It's just, man, it's, it's, uh, it's great. And so, you know, we're so lucky to be here and to be celebrating again. It's just, it's crazy, man. And uh, I'll tell you what, nobody had more fun on Thursday night than David Andrews. Do you see the video on Jerome Harmon's Instagram? He loves to get after it, man. I'd love to go out with him for a night. Oh God. I think I'd die if I went out with him for a night, but it would, it'd be fun though. I'd go out in a blaze of glory. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah. Hey, I mean, here we are, and and you know now we're on to we're on to number seven is really what is really what we're what we're doing. But and look, that team and I wrote an article about this uh, came out in Pat's pulpit on Friday. You know, that team is a special kind of team because they haven't faced, you know, a Patriots team hasn't faced that kind of uh, doubts, those kind of doubts, and that kind of adversity really since one. If you if you really yeah. look, go back and look at it, I mean. You know, if you had told me when they were walking off the field in Pittsburgh after they lost to Pittsburgh, playing a horrible game against Pittsburgh, and had lost the week before to Miami on the Miracle in Miami, and they're nine and five, and it's like, oh man, like what the hell is going to happen the rest of the year? You know, are they going to limp into the playoffs? Like, what's going to happen? If you had told me they win five in a row, they, you know, and they completely dominate people in the playoffs and hold the Rams to three points. And then turn around and win the Super Bowl. It was just, it was unbelievable. I mean, it really was, they turned the entire team around. And, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was remarkable is what it really what it was. It was, man. I mean, like, like I said, like we've said it several times, you know, this offseason during the year, it was, it was so awesome because it was just, it was really unexpected. And I know you people out there, if you're not Patriots fans, like, what the hell are you talking about? But like you said, you, you never, ever, you never expected, I thought, you know, they might. They, I didn't think they'd beat Kansas City, and I was pretty nervous about the Chargers coming into town. I know it was at home, but still, I mean, it, it was pretty unpredictable um, that run, and it, it was awesome and well deserved. Great team, great team win. Um, you know, but hey, we're on to seven, baby, and let's nothing better. You know, when OTAs come around and mini camp and everything, that's yep. when we start smelling number seven. We start smelling the Super Bowl. So let's get into that a little bit. Uh, Nikhil Harry turning heads. I mean, this kid is going to be a stud, Pat. A stud. Yeah. Well, Braxton and, and Berrios all... made some nice catches too. Sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, talk ahead. about him a little bit too. Like, I mean, I, I was a big Berrios guy coming out of the draft. I thought, you know, after Welker, you know, Amendola, Edelman, when you see a little small, you know, undersized guy coming into the league, how can you not fall in love with them with the success they've had here? You know, and I always thought that kid had a motor. He was tough. He was physical. He was a team captain, really screamed Patriot type of team player. I'm hoping for him. I really hope he makes the team. Yeah, well, I'm with you 100% on that. And and Barrios is one of those guys that you just look at him, and he does. He fits that Patriots mold almost to a T. And, you know, he made some sensational plays, looked really good. Now, again, it's not real football, right? You know, we're talking, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, sh- shorts and, and t-shirts and helmets, you know what I mean? They're not hitting, they're not, you know, full pads or anything like that, but even still to see guys out there and performing and doing well, um, you know, that's what you want to see. And, you know, he made some really nice plays. 
people talking about him nonstop. Nikhil Harry's going to be a monster, like you said, and and he's already now Edom was taken under his wing. He's already working out privately with Brady. Like he's already in the Brady circle of trust. Like he's he's literally practiced three times with Brady, and he's already in the Brady circle of trust. And that's exactly what you want from this kid. He was already making back shoulder catches and you know leaping over guys and making catches over Gilmore and do like his physical skills are already on display and he has Brady's trust and Edelman he's under Edelman's wing doing the right thing and you know and working and and saying the right thing and you know this is the type of guy that we're excited about and look it's a passing camp we get it right it's not like it's not it's not a real camp no one's really hitting no one's really coming up to the quarterback but even still see those type of guys it's awesome and the other guy is Marquise Harris and Harris really has popped and people have been very very impressed with what he's done of course he's the kid that came over from Washington last year um, he's kind of that bigger slot guy as well. And we really thought it was between him and Dontrell Inman who came from the Colts. And a lot of people thought, including myself included, thought that Inman was going to be the guy. And now after minicamp, you know, a lot of people saying Harris looks way better than Inman. Inman didn't even get a pass, you know, the, the last day of, um, of minicamp. So it's one of those things where you start looking at this receiving core kind of taking shape. Um, and I know we'll get into the tight ends, a, you know, in, in a bit, but like, but you see this receiving core taking shape and you start to like where they're headed, uh, not only now, but also into the future. I know Edelman's heading into his, you know, he's going to be 33 years old. So he's up there, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they're, they're set now and and they're starting to get set for the future too with this receiving core. It's true. And, and, you know, I mean, going back to hockey a little bit, but it reminds me a lot of the Bruins, you know, they have that old core right now that knows what it takes. They're veterans. I know it's different sports and it's a lot more team, team oriented and everybody close, but you know, you you got the, you get the Bergeron, the Marchands, the Krejci's, the Charas, you know, the uh, Marchand, if I didn't say him. Um, And then they got the new core coming in, McAvoy, Carlo, DeBrusque, Coyle, all these guys. And it's kind of similar with the Patriots too. You know, granted they don't have the quarterback, the, the, you know, like I said, different sports there, but you know, Nikhil Harry, Braxton Berrios, kind of related to that receiving corps. Right. No, it's a good point. It really is a good point. And then, you know, I think that they, um, it's going to be something to keep an eye on. And that's something that last year was definitely an issue for them. It didn't really have a solid receiving core Uh, from day one. We all kind of looked at the receiving core and we're like, oh my God, this looks bad, you know? And so, and, uh, and it kind of was, you know, for a lot of the year. And, and so, you know, they turned into that power running team and, you know, we'll see what Damian Harris brings to the table as well as Sony and, and, um, well, I guess we'll bring it. I guess we'll bring it up now. Sony Michelle hasn't practiced yet. I was hasn't been out say. there OTAs. Hasn't been mini camp. A little strange. It's a little strange that he was there on Thursday night for his ring. He was celebrating with the guys. So, like, you know, that part of it obviously is fine. Like, physically, I think he's healthy. It looks like, you know, but you just you don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what the situation is. No one really knows the situation is. People are trying to say that they're going to trade him, which is just dumb. They're not trading. Sony Michelle, they they invested a first round pick in him. And there's a reason they did that because they thought that he could be legit. Then he rushes for six touchdowns in the postseason and you know carried for almost a thousand yards in the regular season after even after missing a few games. So, you know, that's a guy that I'm surprised that people are talking about it like that. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, uh, you know, it's a little strange that he hasn't been there yet. It's 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 weird, man. And you know, I wonder 
I really do wonder because he he had been tweeting out the other night because I wondered you know if he was if he was really mad that they took a you know a third round pick in Damian Harris who's kind of a similar back to him you know a power runner between the tackles gets some bursts of speed um, can't really catch the football you know they they they're similar runners and they they took him in a third round pick from Bama you know and then. Um, he tweeted the other night during the Warriors game, like, oh, why do you, if you hate the Warriors, do you hate the Patriots type of thing? So it, it is weird, man. And, and I feel like maybe it's a knee issue. That's my, I mean, it's not my hope, but like, if it's something like that and they're being precautionary, awesome. I just hope it's not, you know, a little two sides, you know, one's mad and, and then Bill's going to be mad that he's not showing up. I really hope it's not like that, which I don't think, I mean, you'd know, you met him personally seems like a great down-to-earth guy especially the times I've heard him on the media um I don't think he's like that I would hope not especially like you said it's his second year in the league it's not like he's been there for a while and a veteran has the right to do it not if there is a right but it is a little weird I mean I'd be shocked I'd be shocked if that were the case and honestly if that were the case I'd want him off the hell I wanted the hell off the team I mean you know because to me that's the wrong that's the complete wrong attitude and I think I think when you look at Sony, and a lot of people made this argument last year, he never had kind of a workhorse season when he was at Georgia. He was always splitting carries. And last year, he was the workhorse back. And I don't know, especially with his knee injuries coming into the pros, I don't know if he can last long-term as the guy getting 300 carries a year. I just don't know if he can do that. And so it's like you look at him and say, okay, they bring in Damian Harris. And, yes, he's a similar guy to Sony. But now instead of instead of getting every carry, he's getting two-thirds of the carries, right? And, like, what's the difference? And, and I don't think, you know, and realistically, and, and, I mean, he went through this in Georgia. I mean, look at his look at his, his backfield in Georgia. So it'd be surprising for that with that. But I don't think he can rule it out. I mean, like, you just don't know, you know, if some of that went to his head a little bit, which, again, like you said, I met him a few times. He's like the nicest down-to-earth guy I've ever met. Like super, super nice, super humble, like really just genuine. It's not like a fake humble. It's like really genuine. So I'd be surprised if that were the case. But, I mean, I guess it's, it's always a possibility, like you said, and it seems kind of weird, but I'm I'm also hoping, like, it's just a knee and he's fine. You know, like he just needed some more time off. But even still, why not even be there just to walk through? I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, who the heck knows? But – you know, there's nothing we could do about it right now, I guess. Um, although, you know, I'd be interested to see if he was at least around the building. Um, you know, I'd love to just find out that information. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know why. It's strange. It's also strange that we haven't even gotten that information. Like, you would think there are Peaches beat writers there all the time. And I know that, you know, there's only three practices and whatever. But, like, they're close to these guys. They can't just walk over to a guy and say, hey, you know, is Sony, has Sony been around? And then – and then they're giving them an answer. Now, clearly, they're not giving them an answer that they can use. So is it on the is it on the download type of thing, a hush-hush type of thing? You know, who knows? So that's the one thing that's weird about it. Like, at least there's nothing even coming out. It's not even like, oh, he's dealing with something or, like, oh, he's unhappy or anything. It's just nothing. And that's really strange. So it's almost like there's something actually wrong. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Minicamp on the defensive side. Look, and let's switch to the defensive side. We'll, we'll go away from Sony. See what happens there. I mean, you know, I'm hoping for the best. I know you're hoping for the best bags. You know, we'll just see what happens. Um, realistically, there's nothing we can do about it right now. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it anyways. But, like, I just don't think it's nothing. It's anything to worry about right now, just yet at least. So that's my opinion on it. Uh, defensively, 
Stephon Gilmore has been the best defender on the field again. And, uh, you know, Jamie Collins has looked really good. And Chase Winovich has looked really good as well. And this is a defense now where you're starting to get excited about the potential of the, of the skill and the athleticism and the different pieces that are on the defense. This could be a top 10, top five to a top 10 defense in the NFL this year. And, dude, their defense was loaded last year. I mean, look at the clinic they put on in the Super Bowl, and they're, like, much better. Like, in a lot of facets of the the game, you know, linebacker, um, defensive end, they got Bentley back, Jamie Collins. I mean, hey, he wasn't much, but, I mean, he can prove. I mean, he he knows the system. He was impact. He's he's at, what's he, 29? He's still got some in the tank. Um, Cornerback with Joe Williams, Duke Dawson, like, if, if he pans out. But they are loaded, man. Load yeah. on defense. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. And so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And, again, it's a passing camp, so you can't really tell, you know, when you're looking at the pass rushes and things like that. But you just just the pure athleticism. A lot of people love the athleticism that Winovich showed. And Gilmore's been, you know, a steel trap in the back. It, nobody can complete any passes to him. I think they said that um, over the course of the three days, I think that, like, when the Patriots quarterbacks targeted Gilmore – their completion percentage was like 32% or something ridiculous like that. It was just like, he just, he's just locked down even now and made it. So, so it's just, wow. yeah. Uh-huh. So it's impressive, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's legit. So, but um, I think it's going to do it for now. We do have, it is revenge week on SB nation. So we figured we'd touch on some uh, kind of revenge things in the past. I'm going to go first. Cause mine is the, is the, uh, is the further one away. Uh, and it's from 2003. And in 2003, right before the season, like days before the season started, they had picked up Rodney Harris and they were going to roll out with Rodney and Lawyer Malloy as their two safeties. And a few days before the season starts, they cut Lawyer Malloy. He's gone. And the team was pissed. And uh, and he signs with Buffalo. And they're playing in Buffalo week one. They get smoked 31 to nothing week one. Lawyer is a great game. Tom Jackson gets on and talks about how much they hate their coach and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's one of those things where it was like, oh, my God, like, what is going on? And, of course, they go 14-1 the rest of the season and win the Super Bowl. But the last game of the season, Buffalo is in New England, playing in New England in a game that means absolutely nothing to the Patriots. And uh, and they won 31 to nothing that last game of the season. And I was there, and I remember – cheering so hard into the fourth quarter because it was 31 nothing and I'm like please god keep these guys off the scoreboard and end it 31 nothing and have it be like a parallel and the bills ended up driving down the uh at the end of the game in my end zone they're driving down towards my end zone and Larry Izzo made an interception in the end zone to keep the to keep the um to keep the shutout and the fans went crazy and the players went ballistic they like they celebrated that like they had just won the AFC championship game they went nuts they were so happy and you know part of it is because Izzo never plays defense and got a pick and that was great but like they knew like they understood they remembered what happened at the beginning of the year and they knew that you know that this was the way they could pay that back and for it to end 31 nothing you know the same way it started but the opposite was uh was was something special and that uh man that year was so much fun and of course they go on to win the Super Bowl um but that that revenge tour, uh, that revenge game was something I'll never forget. Yeah, it's uh, one of those ones that I remember from too from watching those championship DVDs growing up. Um, yeah. 
they start two and two, losing Washington, and then they they never lost again after week four. And that win streak obviously went on into the next year. Yep. Uh, but for my revenge week, kind of to take us home for this week, um, I mean, what's better than revenge uh, than Deflategate? I mean, come on, like <laughs> all the crap, the Ravens and the Colts and all them, you know, all they've all they did, and uh, Indy was trash. They finally made it back to the playoffs. Baltimore's a dumpster fire. You never know what you're gonna get up, and they don't know who their quarterback or they do know who their quarterback is, but is he really a quarterback? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and just you know, the Patriots go down, and then they they obviously win the Super Bowl, and then they get two more after that. So I mean, it's just been un- unbelievable. Uh, Brady's stats have been better since the Kate, which is insane. Um, so just the ultimate, the fl- just the ultimate revenge that we're still getting revenge on. Really, anytime we beat up on those two teams or those two teams stink, it's even better for the Patriots. Yeah, that's awesome. And the Deflategate curse is nothing better than that. Ravens, I think the stats of it since the Deflategate, the Ravens are thirty-two and thirty-two and zero and one in the playoffs. They just made the playoffs for the first time this year. The Colts are thirty and thirty-four. And they're one and one in the playoffs, both of them coming this year. So they both had made the playoffs until this year. They have three playoff games combined since the Flake Gate. Three games, not even wins, just played in three playoff games combined. The Patriots have three Super Bowl championships since the Flake Gate. So it's just like it's awesome. And of course, the Patriots are three and zero against the Colts and the Ravens since then as well. So you know, it's just it it's been fantastic, and you know to see. To see that happen, and like you said, man, I don't believe in the Ravens, and I know we've talked about this before. I don't believe at all in the Ravens, and the Colts, I think, are on their way back. They fired everyone, and they've kind of brought you know a new, a new system back into play, and uh, you know do have a GM doing things the right way. But uh, you know, but at least for the Ravens, it's nice to see them because I hate the Ravens when they hit the Colts. <laughs> it's nice to see the Ravens, you know, be in that state of flux where their quarterback can't even throw for two hundred yards. So, uh, so we'll see, but. To uh, it, it's tough, man. Revenge week is tough for the Patriots because they don't have anything to avenge. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, how are they, they really going to get revenge if they always win? <laughs> you know, which is true, man. That's true. It's just you know, I mean, shit. Our revenge one, our our Deflategate curse is from a game where they absolutely destroyed the Colts and went under win the Super Bowl that year. So it's like not even it's not even from a loss. It's just like, you know, it's it's unbelievable. So it's really uh it's an embarrassment of riches is really what it is. So so but we'll see if we can uh if we can keep that streak alive, uh, you know, that, that Boston winning streak alive uh on Sunday night and then hopefully on oh, uh, let's uh was go, it Tuesday? Nick. Is it Tuesday? No, game or, seven Wednesday night. It'd be Wednesday, Wednesday night, let's get ahead of ourselves. So hopefully yeah. by the next episode, I'm praying to God that uh, we got another championship and we go for the trifecta, probably our next uh, our next phone call, our next podcast, as you could say. Yeah. Um, so the, it, just strap it in. Let's go. Let's grind one out Sunday night and get it back to Boston for game seven. And, hey, if they lose in seven, what a great year. I mean, yeah. regardless, what a great year. But, I mean, I mean yeah, they yeah. deserve this one. They deserve it. Give one. Chara, Bergeron, they all deserve one. I mean, come on. I know. I know. Yeah, a lot of people think that the Blues deserve it, which they do. But they man, do too. They were in last place at Christmas, man. They do deserve it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one group of people in Boston that are rooting against the Bruins, and that's the Celtics. Because if the Bruins oh, yeah. lose, then it's no longer like, "Hey, we blew it. 
you know, we blew the we blew the opportunity at the at the uh, at all four and teams Dur- winning. And so. Durant and Thompson are out too, so yeah. this is the year for them. Makes me don't sick. remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Hey, uh, it was a good good week. Great episode. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, follow us on Twitter at Pat's Nation Pod. Uh, Spags at Ryan underscore Spags. I'm at P Lane underscore Pats. A lot of underscores going on over here, um, but that's okay. We appreciate you guys listening. We love uh, we love you guys on here. We're going to be giving more and more content, as much content as you can handle, uh, is going to be coming from from the Pats Nation, uh, from the Pats Nation Pod, and from the Pats uh, Pats Pulpit feed as well. So um, so keep following along, and we appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you next week. Talk to you.